0: Okay, so with Purim a couple of days away, we're going to do a Purim Dilemma. And it surrounds one of the uh, unique mitzvahs of Purim, and that is what's called mishloach Manas, giving gifts of food to friends. Um, Purim has certain things in common with other festivals. We have a festive meal, like we do on pretty much every festival. Uh, we give charity, tzedakah, extra, extra charity, which every festival also, we're supposed to make sure that the poor are looked after. Uh, we read the Megillah, which is somewhat unique. Although every every festival we read we read the Torah, we have some reading. But what is unique about the festival of Purim is the mitzvah of Mishloach is sending gifts of food to friends. This is based on one of the verses in the Megillah itself that says that a way to celebrate the festival was to send ish uh, gifts of food, one man to, he- to another, or each person to another, which from there our sages say you have to send two types of food to one person. That's the minimum to fulfill the mitzvah, two types of food to one person, because the Megillah says gifts in plural, monos, and it says a person to his friend in singular. So the absolute minimum is to give two types of food to one person. When it get, comes to uh, giving charity on, on, on uh, Purim, it says, Gifts in plural to poor people in plural. So you have to give at least two people gifts of a monetary gift. Uh, and it has to be something significant, a significant monetary gift. But when it comes to giving f- to your friend, it has to be w- two types of food to one friend. The story goes like this, that in a, a town, the town of Slutsk in Lithuania, the rabbi of the town was Rabbi Isser Zalman Meltzer. That was his name. And Rabbi Isser Zalman Meltzer in later life became famous as one of the great luminaries of Torah in Jerusalem, in the holy city of Jerusalem. That's where he ended the, the, the later part of his life. But earlier in his life, he was in Lithuania, and he was the rabbi of Slutsk. And while there, uh, he received a very unique Mishleifman's gift on Purim. One of the businessmen of of the town of Slutsk arrived at um, his door with a gift, a live cow, with a bottle of wine tied around its neck. <laughs> a li- massive live cow was at his door on Purim as as a Purim gift. It was the talk of the town uh, because even though people often do give lavish gifts uh, and try and do something decorative and interesting uh, and, uh, you know, a generous type of gift. And sometimes people do themes or something cute. But a cow, a live cow, that was, uh, that was quite unique with a bottle of wine wrapped around its neck. Um, anyway, the, the family received the gift and they were quite excited and the, the kids were all running around and said, look at our, our new cow. Um, and, and then, uh, as the, the evening went on and the night after Purim, the, the family was sort of discussing, hang on a minute, is this actually a valid Purim gift? Does this cow with a bottle of wine tied around its neck, does it fulfill the mitzvah of giving Mishleif as gifts to, uh, to a friend? Is this actually fulfilling the mitzvah? There are certain requirements about this mitzvah. It's not just any food to anyone. It, uh, it, ha- it has to be quite specific. So, is a cow food? <laughs> I mean, yes, we know we, we eat cows, but not as a cow. We eat a cow as a steak, uh, as, as a chop, as a, as a brisket. We don't eat a cow as a cow. And so if somebody gives you a cow as Mishloif Manas on Purim, is that considered a gift of food? So the parameters of Monas, they Manas, uh, it has to be food. But what is defined as food? So first of all, there are opinions that say that food means food and not drink. However, they are minority opinions. Majority do accept that a drink is also considered food. To, to be consumed, and therefore you can give a drink as one of the two uh, gifts of, of Mishlai manas In fact, some opinions say you could even give two drinks. That would also be okay. Um, that, that would be fine. Um, however, um, the food has to be ready to eat. The, the food has to be something that is edible uh, and, and re- ready to eat. There's a debate whether that means it has to be cooked and ready to eat immediately. Uh, others say it can be raw food as long as it's ready to prepare. It could be a part of the meal. The reason being, because if we look at the reason for Mishloach Chamanis, why is there a mitzvah on Purim to give gifts of food to, to our friends? So there are actually two explanations for this mitzvah. One of them is that the idea is to show an, a sense of unity. A sense of oneness that this is not a gift to a poor person, this is not charity, this is a gift of food to a friend who who is not necessarily a charitable recipient but a friend. The idea that I take my food and give it to you, and you can enjoy it that is that 's a sense of oneness of camaraderie uh, a community atmosphere, and indeed in Jewish communities around the world, the deliveries of food take people taking food to each other, it does have a sense of what 's mine is yours we 're all one we 're all united. There is a sense of, of togetherness. And that is an important thing because Haman accused the Jewish people of being separate. He described us as a nation spread out amongst the, the kingdom, uh, which our sages say that he was accusing us of being disunited, spread out, and therefore vulnerable because when the Jewish people are not united, we are vulnerable to our enemies. And so a way to counter Haman and, and his wicked accusation against us is to show how united we are. We love each other so much that my food is your food and we take it and share it. One, that's one explanation for Mishloch Monas. It's to, to dis- display unity. Another inter- interesting, interesting explanation is that really Mishloch Monas is an extension of the Matanas Levionim, the gift to the poor. There's a mitzvah to give gifts to the poor, but there are some people who are poor but are embarrassed of that it would be uh, shameful for them to accept a donation because maybe people don't know they're poor and it's beneath their dignity or that makes, it makes them feel embarrassed. And so our sages said, the mishloich manas, the, the mitzvah of giving gifts of food is to friends, not poor people, friends. And that's to make sure that people who really are poor and who do not have the food to celebrate, they don't have the means to to, to make a meal for Purim, they should also have without being embarrassed, because we're not giving donations, we're just giving gifts and everyone's giving gifts to everybody and it's all going around and coming around. And therefore, those who are embarrassed to receive a donation to the poor will receive food to eat on Purim. That's another interesting reason for Mishloch Manas. But both of the reasons are that the food should be ready to celebrate Purim immediately, whether it's because the person is poor and therefore they need food for the day to celebrate the the mitzvah of Suda, of having a meal on Purim, or whether it's just sharing my meal with your meal, but it's about Purim today. It's got got to be immediate. And so therefore, the the mitzvah of Mishleif Manis has to be food that you can eat on the day. This uh, gift, this unique gift was a cow, a live cow. And so the family were discussing amongst themselves, is this a valid food To eat this, we're going to have to shacht it first, slaughter the cow in the the appropriate way. Then we're going to have to drain its blood, cut it up into pieces, salt it, soak it. There's a whole process from a live cow to a steak on your plate. There's a whole long, complicated process. Receiving a cow on Purim as a, a gift Of Mishloch Manas, well, I'm not going to be able to eat this cow today. I'm not going to have it as a part of my meal. And so maybe that's not considered Mishloch Manas. On the other hand, you could, in theory, do it. Go, slaughter it, prepare it. A piece of raw meat, according to most opinions, is Mishloch Manas. Put it on the barbecue and you can eat it for the meal. A live cow, the the kids were debating whether this was indeed a valid uh, Mishloch Manas. Soon after this, they saw their father uh, a day or two after Purim was taking the cow back to the one who sent it to him. This rich man who sent the cow was Mishleif Manas. The, the rabbi took it back to him. He returned it. And so the kids were saying, ah, you see, we, we were right. It's, it, it wasn't a valid Mishleif Manas. He must, must be taking it back because it wasn't good for Mishleif Manas. It was a live cow. And when the, when the rabbi came home, the kid said, did you return it because it wasn't good for Mishleuch And the rabbi said, why wouldn't it be good? He said, well, Mishleuch Manas has to be food that's ready to eat. And the cow's not ready to eat. And the rabbi said, yes, it is. The cow the cow is valid for Mishleuch Manas because a cow you can eat from immediately. Not the meat, but the milk. A cow gives milk, and milk you can have immediately. So, therefore, the giving of the cow is Mishloch manos. Yes, there was wine around its neck. That's one. And there's milk that the cow provides, which is two. And like I said earlier, there are opinions that do say there's no problem giving two uh two liquids. It could be two liquids. It could be two drinks. That, that could be fine, according to most opinions, even though the common custom is to give a food as well as possibly a drink but two drinks are okay if they're two different drinks uh, they don't have to be different blessings by the way there is a misconception that has to be two different types of food that have different brachas different blessings so if you if you give um uh an apple and a piece of cake the apple is et, the piece of cake is and they're two different brachas no, it doesn't have to be two different brachas. It has to be two different types of food, but not two different brachas. In fact, there's even an opinion that says that if, a, um, if somebody gave two different cuts of meat that have different flavors, that would be considered two different foods, according to some opinions. If they, as long as they have two different flavors, two different experiences, it's considered two. So the cow is a drink. It provides milk. The wine is also a drink, but it's a totally different drink. Milk and wine would be good shalchmanis, and so Rabbi Issa Zalman said the cow was good as shalchmanis, not for its meat but for its milk. That that was permissible. So then, why did you return it? They asked him, his kids, why did you take it back? And he said, I'll tell you why. Because a day after Purim, I found out that this businessman who sent me this very elaborate shalchmanis of a cow with a, with wine around its neck happened to have a court case that I had to sit in, uh, in judgment. And so that cow was not Shalach at all. It was a bribe. If, if you give somebody a gift, it's for Purim. And people give gifts for Purim. That's fine. But such a way out gift for, um, from somebody who happens to have a court case with me the day or so after, that is no, no gift of Purim. That is a bribe. And the Torah forbids a judge to receive a bribe or to keep a bribe. Even if at the time when it was given, you didn't know it was a bribe. You didn't take it as a bribe. You took it as a Purim gift. But afterwards, he found out there's a court case. He says, I took it straight back. And uh, in fact, that would also invalidate the mitzvah. He didn't do the mitzvah of of Shalach Manas. He didn't give a gift for Purim. He gave a gift because he wanted something back. That's not considered a gift. The gift has to be something that you're giving. Purely to give, not to receive something in in, in return. So therefore, this guy, even though the cow itself could be a a kosher shalach but a bribe is certainly not. So in case any of you are thinking or considering giving a cow for shalach make sure it's a milk cow. Otherwise, it's a problem. And uh, certainly giving a bribe to a judge, that wouldn't be acceptable at any time. Have a great Purim, happy Purim, and uh, may we all experience the joy, the unity, the oneness of the Jewish people uh, sharing gifts to each other, and most importantly, making sure that the poor and the needy are able to enjoy Purim as well. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.